You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again. This is Marty P. And I got Tommy D. We are here again together. And we're actually getting to where we're okay bantering back and forth. Now, whether anybody's listening or not, or I don't know. It. Or enjoying <laughs> it. Yeah. But I think we're starting to feel more comfortable. Absolutely. We should start like a legit radio show. Well, you have the experience and you have the voice. You have the voice and the face. I have a face for radio. Yes. Thank you, Marty. It's so perfect for it. You don't know how many times I used to hear that. Oh, oh my goodness. People would say, you, you're you a radio DJ? you got the face for radio. I say, thank you. Thank you so, so much. You. Get out of my face. <laughs> That's amazing. You've got a face that only a mother could love. Anyway, we are uh, we, we did part three of this legacy series that we're on and talking about a spiritual legacy. Just to recap, we started with... Um, family yeah. legacy. Mm-hmm. And then it went to finances. Finances. I love that we're in the middle of the podcast and all of a sudden I just have a complete brain lapse. <laughs> you yeah, didn't have any I notes have, written down. I have been uh, paying attention. Family, finances, and now spiritual. Yeah, it's and been I, really good. When you were talking about when you were talking about a Sunday, I was like, we got family, we got finances, and we could call this one faith. Faith. Now, if I could just finish it off with an F. Let's see. I will have yeah, to think of that we'll one. Think I'm, of I, I've to be tried. true Baptist. Right, exactly. you got to get the, all the uh, alliteration in there. But yeah, and I started with my story of my granny, mm-hmm. you know, and just that legacy she left behind. You got anybody like that in your life that you could just think back and go, man, this person really left a, a legacy of faith? Uh, well, Still leaving a legacy of faith. But um, for me, I talk about it a lot on here. It's my mom. Mm-hmm. And for her, it was when when she got struck in her prime with um, a debilitating disease, when she was living on, you know, she was cloud nine and then got hit with multiple sclerosis. And and out of that, God radically changed her life. And And since then, my entire life growing up, she's been that, for me, it would have been she was my Eunice, right, for mm-hmm. Timothy. Uh, but I think one of the coolest things is my whole life listening to her talk about her father and the legacy that he instilled in her. He passed away when she was just a teenager. Mm. Uh, he was in his 30s. But to this day, she gets choked up when she talks about the spiritual legacy. Like as a kid, they were going to be in church, even yeah. when he was so sick and could barely move. Man, he would pray for the strength to get up and lead his family to church. All their shoes would be polished Saturday night before, ready to go. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess he was Lois, even though he'd be offended if I just called her Lois, but Lois and she's my Eunice, but yeah, great legacy. Well, you know, uh, my granny's husband's name was Louie. Louie, it's close. So, yeah, exactly. Hey, when you said those names on Sunday, I thought, I wonder some of these old names, if we should bring them back. I think people are bringing yeah, them they back. They are bringing them yeah, back, yeah. But, I, you know, the uh, you're the beneficiary of a grandfather's faith. Who I never met. That you never met. Amen. That's right. But he passed it down to his daughter, yep. who passed it down to her son. Yep. And, and that's just what I want. I just want us to get that. I just want us to understand that, you know, two generations from now, they won't even... Our great-grandkids will probably have a hard time even knowing our names. No, at most, our names. Right. Yep. But we want our faith to impact them in some 
way through our lineage and through uh, passing off that that legacy. And we know it's not really about us. It's about the, the Lord. But gosh, he uses us as instruments of righteousness. He does. So I have truly enjoyed every message from um, this series, even though I couldn't remember the topic a minute ago. But <laughs> so you, know, you struggle with finances, yeah, but, right? Yeah. No, you, kidding, well, you, you know. and I both love talking about finances so much. <laughs> Obviously, now we're I'm new to it and and have watched how much you love being a grandparent, but yeah. we've gone through the season of raising our kids. But this one particular message was one of those where I thought, I love James 122, don't just simply be hearers of the word, but be doers of it. Yeah. And it was such a challenge. One of the things you said is, um, and I know this was, I don't want to jump ahead, but you said, don't be the person who stops the legacy of faith in yeah. your family. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, Tracy... We, we've talked about this some over the course of this series, and um, she said, I want to be that, she calls herself Emmy, that's what kind of the grandmother name she gave herself, um, but the kids love it. Uh, she said, I want to be that Emmy that the kids remember that I had fun with them. Mm-hmm. And so the other night we had Leanna's kids, and she has four of them. And the oldest is seven, and the youngest is just toddling around, he's just over a year old, and he is everywhere in a blink of an eye. So I look up and it's just me and Baker, the little one upstairs. And I was like, where did Tracy go? She took the three oldest downstairs to do crafts. Left you with chaos. And left me (laughs) with a little tornado running around the living room. And I went down there and, um, you know, the kids are all having fun and Baker grabbing for everything. I said, Whose bright idea is it to do crafts with an, uh, you know, a 14 month old or whatever he is, 15 month old in the house? And she goes, well, you had him upstairs, but, but, you know, there are things that you remember about your grandparents Absolutely. that, it, you know, I remember about my grandparents. I can remember one time going over to granny's house and, uh, and, and she said, Marty, I'll cook whatever you want. And I was the only grandkid there. I was spending the night. I said, I want some of your fried chicken. From what I can remember, she made the best fried chicken ever, okay? She fried an entire chicken, okay? Just for you. You were getting for me that night. And to the day she died, she would always remember that I ate eight pieces of that fried oh, chicken. Oh, mercy. I ate eight pieces of it. I don't even know how many pieces there were. How old were you? Oh, gosh. I would have probably been a young teenager, uh, you know, around Man. there. But my grandfather, um, he always ate the neck. She fried the neck for him, but Grandpa always ate the neck. I what should have told that, that story Sunday. What is that called? The gizzard or no? That's the neck. <laughs> the gizzard's the internal stuff. Oh. That's like the liver, the gizzard. Whoa. The neck is literally the neck. And he would eat. That? <laughs> he would eat the neck. Oh gosh! Whatever little bit of meat was on there, but I'll never forget that. Uh, so anyway, we're just talking about you know legacy and and people in our lives that have passed off a legacy, and they don't have to be a, a relative. You know, they can be other people that that impacted us and that we all have those people. Um, But a question that I asked at the very beginning was this, and it's when your life is nothing but a story to tell, what story do you want to be told? And that's a heavy, heavy question to ponder because there is a story that's going to be told. That's right. I mean, I, I was thinking about my own life when you asked that question. And that was, I mean, that was literally your opening question. I thought, oh man, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going we're, deep today. Yeah, we're going there today. <laughs> um, but then I just started pondering my own life and I've had, you know, I like what you just said. It's not just family, but it's just people in general that we have relationships with. 
And I got to thinking, man, there's been seasons in my life. I don't think I'd like hearing the stories that people would tell about me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are absolutely relationships in my life where people would tell a story and and they'd make it seem way prettier than than I know it is deep down. Um, but what a challenge because I can think just like my I don't want to talk bad about the the dead, but like like I just said about my mom's father mm-hmm. who I never met and yet he's part of that lineage of my faith. The opposite would be true of my dad's father and I did meet him. But the stories about him, I don't ever want stories like that told about me. Yeah. You know, and so what a what a question to just self-reflect right out of the gate. So yeah. solid. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, writing that out and thinking about it, I, I picture, you know, what would happen, what's going to happen 70 years from now when I'm long gone from here and there's a couple of generations that have come along and they're sitting there, maybe one of them's a preacher. One of them is maybe uh, sitting on a podcast one day, would my name come up? And if it did come up, how would it be associated? What would it be associated with Uh, church members, you know, that, that, reflect upon my life, friends that reflect upon my life. What are they going to say about me? And uh, to some degree, we have control of that. That's right. We have some input, direct input into that because we are writing the story of our life. By the way, I think you've already said Elias is going to be your little preacher man. He looks like it, man. He yeah. just he, the other day he was, you know, practice. We were in there doing the run through on Friday, and the boy had a microphone. You weren't here. No, that's, he was slobbering all over your yeah. microphone, and just everything Sean was singing, he was just singing along with him, and just I mean, working the stage back it. and forth, man. He was. He's got the <laughs> stage presence at two or three. <laughs> He's got it, man. That is, you that's you a know, cute like kid. you said, even. Um, Again, it's something just heavy to think about, but, you know, people, you and I've talked about this, people will leave a church for, you know, a multitude of reasons, but but we don't ever want that to be because of us. Right. And even if somebody, for whatever reason, does go somewhere else, you still want them to say, man, you know, Marty, that guy, he loved Jesus and telling people, Tommy, you know, he, he cared for people. Mm-hmm. We don't ever want that to be because of us. Right. Right. And, and you know, with the thing with, with life, whether you're a parent, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a, I was trying to think of another P <laughs> real quickly, <laughs> just, a, just a normal person. All right. Uh, that's, that's just living a life. There are going to be moments that we mess up. Sure. I mean, there was no way that I was a perfect dad, mm-hmm. not by the, even a stretch was I even close to it certainly have not been a perfect pastor. I mean, I became a pastor, lead pastor here at this church. And so there was a huge learning curve. Sure. And, and, and there's been so many people that have hung in there, you know, just regardless of the mistakes that were made. They extended that grace and mercy to give you that peace that you talked about that Paul said that we're going to need, right? Did they ever. And, you know, you don't want your, you don't want your marriage to fail over one mistake you don't want your kids to to walk away from their faith based upon a one mistake. You don't want to end a friendship over one mistake, and you don't want things to happen over that. So, when it comes to this life of legacy, I think it, it's and, and I, I mentioned the book from Eugene Peterson. It is a long obedience in the same direction, 
and you just got to keep keep plowing, keep plowing forward. Um, because even if you're at a place where, you know, as we've talked about, you know, we've got family members that we don't want to dishonor them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have mm-hmm. a great overall legacy, but maybe they ended well. That's right. Well, I am happy to actually say that my grandfather I did meet who I've heard that story and it yeah. wasn't a pretty story and it was the end of life, but his life did change at the very end. Right. Um, but one of the things like you were talking about, you don't want any relationship to end based on one you know, shortcoming or whatever. To me, that just speaks of character. Like you said, we all mess up. Mm-hmm. But when I mess up, I I want for somebody's first thought to be, well, that's that's out of out character. of character. That's good. Right. That's really good. Yeah, because we wouldn't want to, you know, that wouldn't be well. That's just what to be expected exactly. of him or her. Um, in the passage, you know, we 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 read from Second Timothy, uh, chapter one. Paul starts out describing himself, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus by the will of God according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. And I asked a question, how would you describe yourself? Good Paul, you know, that's pretty bold. That's very bold. You know, he's writing it out there, describing it. And and <laughs> I wouldn't want to write down a description of myself and have somebody reading that and going like, Marty who? Right. Because that doesn't sound like him. Yeah, he must be describing somebody, <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else, yeah. Yep. I don't think that <laughs> that's the person he thinks it is. I love it. Um, but, you know, I think we all, if we look at it through that lens and go, how would I describe myself? And when I describe myself, would people agree with that? That's right. And which way would it go one way or the other? Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we, we talked about different things um, in that. There's a battle raging for the faith of the next generation. Parents don't give up that fight. Um, it, it, it is a long obedience in the same direction. But I was trying to get here to the end where well, we talked. Well, even, even before the end, I mean, I think one of the important things, as you said, as Paul said, I remember your tears. And you were pointing out that Paul was that safe place for Timothy. Like yeah. as he's going through things and we all go through things. And then you gave the example of the grandmother after the football game, putting her arm around yeah, yeah, her yeah. grandson. And I love what you said, be specific um, in your encouragement to people. You know, I like it when you do this and be specific. I like it how you handle adversity in this way. And I thought, man, that's really practical and a good takeaway. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it's good for the church to see that too. Like, <clears throat> On any given Sunday, if they see me walk up to you and put my arm around you, yeah, I can just be saying, Marty, just just put this one behind you. Put that you. one behind <laughs> you. <laughs> there's always and next there's week. always that. That oh. always happens. I, sometimes I go, do I have to preach again for the right. second service? It was just, it was like a train wreck. Man, that's what I felt like after the welcome this past week in the 930. I said, I told uh, your son, I said, that would have been a retake if that was a video. Oh, man. Uh, oh, my goodness. And that's the beauty of, of being a part of a church, Absolutely. man. We, we we see the ups and downs. We're, we're hey, Listen, the best batters in the entire Major League Baseball, Still the ones coaches. that played in the... World Series. What's their batting average? Oh, but in the threes. Yeah, yeah. One out of every three. I'm sorry. Yeah, one out of every three times up to bat, do they get a hit? That's right. Two out of three times. Is, <laughs> that's, it's a strikeout, or it's a you know, or they're out, or whatever. And so, but hey, but you know what? Those guys, the best in the world, still have people encouraging them, giving them tips, giving them lessons. 
um, <laughs> you and I critique each other. Uh, <laughs> I was telling you, I felt like it was a miss after the first service. And right before I was getting up on stage in the second service, your son sent me a text and said, hey, I would consider opening it up like this. And it just was affirmation that, oh, man. Yep. Yeah, that's my son. OK, that that's the kind of, you know. The coaching I get from you that's know, right. dad, I'm not sure I'd say it like that. You know, that kind of thing. I used to tell my kids when we go, they come over for Sunday or after church on Sunday. I say, you cannot critique my sermon on Sunday afternoon. Wait, okay. Wait until at least Monday. Well, and I'd like for them to wait till Tuesday because yeah. I do all my own critiquing yeah. Sunday through Monday evening. Um, plenty of stuff I beat myself up over every single week. Um, but you know, it's that it's, it is a long obedience in, in one direction. It is, it's staying faithful in whatever it is that God has called you to do. And, and, you know, Timothy or Paul brings out the point to Timothy, hey, you've got a grandmother who had left a legacy of faith. You've got a mother who left a legacy of faith. And I am so sure that that same faith that they had, that dwells in you also. And you're going to face adversity. And we all face adversity. And there's a generation coming up behind us that watches the way we handle adversity. And you and I watch people handle adversity on a regular basis, right? Absolutely. And and I think um, one of my favorite sayings, I know I've said it on this podcast before, is nothing speaks louder to the unsaved world than a Christian who suffers well. Yeah. Whatever that adversity looks like. Right. Where do you turn in your adversity, though? Yeah. And I just left the hospital visiting with a couple up there who um, you know, he, he's just been diagnosed with terminal cancer, you know, and it's mm -hmm. just not a, it's not a good prognosis. Um, but you know, as I was leaving, I was praying with them and, and, uh, she just said, you know, I just, I just know God gives me that, that peace that passes all understanding and it just doesn't feel natural, but yet it's supernatural. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just God at work. And people watch that. You know, she's got kids and grandkids right. watching this. And there's a legacy being left That's even right. now at well, the, during this time. And, and you and I have walked with people so much into life through difficult circumstances, things like that, to where that statement I said about nothing speaking louder to the unsaved world than a Christian who suffers well, where I went from being, that's a cool saying to, I believe it now, because there's so many times where a pastor, you and I will go to minister to somebody and in mm -hmm. the midst of it, they're ministering, they're ministering to us. us. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. So, they encouraging. You know, that happened Friday, mm. sitting down there at the hospital yeah. with the Secklers while Cassie was having her um, surgery done. And, the, the, you know, that family was ministering to me as they're they're sitting there and the uncertainty of it, of a long surgery. And you don't know your, your teenage daughter's back there. Oh, man, just it, it gets you emotional just thinking about thing, those things. It's uh, a church member in surgery. It's another when that church member's your kid. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, oh, my goodness. You know, and, and Paul closed this little portion out that we did that, that God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given you a spirit of power mm. and of love and of self-control. And whatever we face, fear should not be on the forefront of our hearts in our lives, because that's not that's if it is, then you could be sure that's not of God. Amen. Well, and can you just take the last minute and just flesh out that one word? Oh, power, yeah, absolutely. Because that's so good. What we talked about was the fact that he's not given us a spirit of fear, but he said, you've been given the spirit of you. You've been given a spirit of power. And that power um, is a Greek word. That is called dunamis. 
dunamis. It's the same word that we get our English word dynamite. It's the same word that Jesus described what would happen when the Holy Spirit came upon those apostles. You will receive power. You will receive dunamis power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And here Paul is a recipient of that Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit telling Timothy, hey, you're going to face stuff and you're going to have a tendency to face it with fear. But that's not who you are. Mm. Eunice and Lois. Lois, they gave you a different, they, they handed off a legacy right. that included the Holy Spirit who has given you, you power to overcome, to, to go through that as a winner and to make it through on the other side. Such a uh, good, good picture. I think, you know, right on the mm. heels of fear, because yeah. if I, if I come to you and, and say, Marty, I'm afraid, and you just give a attaboy, you'll be okay. Yeah. Eh, I don't know if I can navigate <laughs> through that fear, but when you think of dynamite and the yeah. power behind that, man, I, it was so good. Dynamite power, baby. Dynamite That's, power. That's he, what we're going to walk away with today. Dynamite power. He dwells power. in us. He dwells in us. The Holy Spirit does. Hey, we're going to finish it up this week on personal legacy. And and this one, I, I love this story. Uh, it's an Old Testament story, Jacob and Esau. Mm. And I, I love the picture there. I'm not sure. I was looking through my old sermons. and I don't think I've ever preached this passage. I've referenced it, but never preached the actual passage itself. So this will be a first um, for me to flesh that out. And I can't wait. Excellent. Can't Look wait. Look forward to it. All right. See everybody Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>